Most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we give you praise with much thanksgiving. You, you are gracious and kind and yes. you are good. You are merciful. You are wonderful. And we just thank you. You told us in your word, don't forget to bless your name and don't mm. forget your mm. benefits. Yeah. And you are the one who forgives all of our oh. sins. Yes. You are the one who heals every disease. You are the one who redeems our life from destruction. You are the one who satisfies our mouth with good things so that our youth is renewed like the eagles. Mm. And you are the one who crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercy. So this morning we say thank you. We thank you for Jesus, who allowed, who because of Jesus, we can cry, Abba, Father. Mm -hmm. We thank you for Holy Spirit, because you lead us into all truth. And we thank you for this written word, because it is for instruction, correction, reproof, and for doctrine. And we thank you that you said anytime we can see here and understand mm -hmm. that we shall yeah. be converted and we shall be healed. And so we declare that there is a healing coming to the area of our finances, Amen. that there is a conversion coming to our minds said that we can come into agreement with heaven's perspective yes. and we thank you for it in Jesus name. Jesus. Amen. Amen. Alright I want you to make this confession when you say this all the time say somebody might, somebody gonna get blessed today. Someone's gonna get blessed today. Someone's gonna get blessed today. Someone's gonna be blessed today. It might as well be me. It will be me. It will be it me. It will be me. It will be me. It will be me. It will be me. Will be me. So we are talking about this is part five yep. kingdom principles for financial dominion yes. and some Somebody may be thinking, why are you talking about financial dominion? Mm. Well, because God ain't crazy. <laughs> right. And God knows that you need finances. Yes. Do you need finances to live? Mm -hmm. And what happens is that so many times people say things like money doesn't matter. Mm. But how much of your day do you spend to get money? Mm -hmm. Money doesn't matter. But money is telling you whether you have insurance life insurance, a vacation, whether you can take your kids um, and put them in different activities. And the Bible tells us that money answereth all, all things. things. It answers all things that money can answer. Yes. Now that's yes. what money does. Yep. It cannot save you. It, it cannot can send you to heaven. But all the and things that money- it makes a terrible God. It makes a terrible God. it's a God. wonderful tool. It's a wonderful <laughs> tool. Somebody <laughs> ought to put that. Money is a bad God. Terrible God. It's a terrible God, but it's a wonderful, wonderful tool. tool. And one of the things that happens is that when we begin to allow our mindset to come into alignment mm -hmm. with the kingdom of God, we stop saying money doesn't matter. We just acknowledge that it's a tool. Mm -hmm. It's not our God. Right. But to say that it doesn't matter mm -hmm. is disingenuous and it's dishonest mm -hmm. because it does matter. And it speaks to your mind. And so when you say it doesn't matter, your mind doesn't know that it does. It only knows what you say. And so because you say it don't matter, then your money doesn't do the things that would naturally direct you toward money. Because it, 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 you keep saying it doesn't matter. And so we talk about the power of our words. So we also watch our words because if the Bible says it answers all things, it must matter to something, at least to the thing that money answers to. Absolutely. And, and if everybody's honest, then what we know, everybody knows that money matters. Yes. No, nobody, everybody knows that money matters. That's why we spend 10 to 12 hours of our day working for it. Absolutely. And so we want to have the kingdom perspective about money, Amen. right? 
To have financial dominion means to rule over money. Mm -hmm. It means to have power over money and for money not to have power over you. And it was so interesting. You know, I got to see Apostle Brazelton Mm -hmm. yesterday, right? Mm -hmm. And she was saying the reality of it is, is that there is a flow in God Mm -hmm. where we just are fully supplied. Mm -hmm. And so as a result, money can't have dominion over us because we are fully supplied yes. from God. Yes. Everybody say this. God is my source. God is my source. God is my source. God is my so source. a job is a resource. Yes. The stock market is a resource. Mm-hmm. Cryptocurrency is a resource. Mm-hmm. Your business is a resource. Your talents, if you use Your them talents, appropriately. <laughs> they are resources, resources. But God is yes. my source. Absolutely. And one of the reasons that we're so committed to living like this is that when God becomes your source, mm-hmm. babe, then no matter what the economy predicts, you can live above it. And if you will study scripture, you will see that God always prospers his people, even in famine. And the reason God can prosper his people in famine is because he operates off of a system where there is never famine. There is never lack. There is never shortage. So you really have to make the decision, which kingdom are you going to allow to be your source? The one that experiences lack or the one that has never experienced lack? Or, and, the, or, and, and if you choose the world's kingdom, in the world's kingdom, there's not enough for everybody. It's not. In the world's kingdom, somebody got to be rich. Somebody yeah. got to be poor. But in the kingdom of God, there is enough for all of us. And so what we want to do, one of the things that I've said this weekend is that we need to understand that this system God has given us, it's a supernatural system that allows us to have dominion over earth's economics. Mm-hmm. Does that not sound good mm-hmm. to you? This ability to know that if you do things God's way, that even if you get laid off, there's still provision. You don't have to beg. You don't have to hustle. You don't have to get on your Facebook post and say you not you don't know how you're gonna make it, right? Even if you're divorced, even if you're a single parent, even if you're young parents, even if you're grandparents, that in every season God has provision for you. And I love that because last week when we were reading through those scriptures at the very beginning, there was one of them that we read through. It was Job 22. Mm-hmm. And I've been reading that this week on Job 22 and 21. It says, Submit to God. And be at peace with him. In this way, prosperity will come to you. And I just kept thinking about that. Submit to God. That's what you're saying. Are we going to do it God's way? And in order to do it God's way, you got to submit to God. And if I submit to God and I'm at peace with my submission to him. So in other words, not only am I doing it God's way, because remember you talked about being willing and what? Obedient. Obedient. So I'm submitting to God and I'm at peace with it. In other words, I don't feel like I'm missing out by obeying God. I don't feel like I'm coming up short because I got to obey God. I don't feel like he's a hard taskmaster because he asked me to do it a particular way. He says, submit to God and be at peace with him. And in this way, in doing this thing, submitting to God and being at peace with that and having the right mindset that you know his kingdom is better. He says, prosperity will come to you. To you. So I'm not chasing prosperity. I'm not chasing money. I'm not chasing health. I'm not chasing good relationships. I'm not chasing that stuff. I am submitting to God. I am being at peace with it. And then all of these things that the Bible says he will do what? Add unto you. Because that's Matthew 6 and 33. There you go. That's Matthew 6 and 33. But this is so hilarious. 
So we both, when we know we're teaching something, mm-hmm. we study individual. Yeah, we do. Right? The next scripture you have, uh-huh. I've been reading that scripture all Is that week. right? <laughs> yes. Psalms 145 and 16. Mm-hmm. The Lord opens up his hand mm-hmm. and satisfies the desire of, of every, every living thing. thing. Now, this is so funny because you have this on your notes that, you know, babe, don't let me see all his notes. Sometimes <laughs> you got separate notes over there, right? But on his notes, he has that. And I was going to say to you, 2022, 2022 is this year of the open hand of the Mm -hmm. Lord. We are going to experience his open hand for those of us who will do it his way. It's so funny. It's not on the notes, not on my notes or yours, but I was reading this week, Isaiah 41. And if you read Isaiah, we don't have to go to it right now, but we'll come back to it. It's probably what we're going to do as our declaration for 2022. If you read Isaiah 41, uh, you will see that in Isaiah 41, the Lord talks about feeding his children out of his ah, hand. Out of his he open hand. And I be, I'm telling you there. And if you if you think about it, um, you know, those those who've ever had a, a, a dog or an animal before, you, you put food in your hand and you give it to them. Right. And, and, and that's literally how they get their sustenance. And I, I saw a picture, literally, because Maggie eats, I feed Maggie stuff all the time, and she eats out of my really? hand, right? You, you know she did. Right. So Maggie eats out of my hand. But literally, I was thinking, that's the picture. God wants to open up his hand, and he wants us to walk to him and know that whatever is in his hand that's for it's us ours. is not just good to us. But it's, it's good, good for us. It's ours. Yes. It's ours. And I yes. love that. This is why I love the yes. Holy Spirit, because there are predictions of certain economic things mm-hmm. that are going to happen. So the Bible says, if you believe in God, you'll be established. If you believe in his prophets, you'll prosper. Mm-hmm. So here it is, without us even talking mm-hmm. about it, we have this same picture of the hand of the Lord being open to his people. Yeah. Right. That is so beautiful. It's an invitation to come and to partake of what the father has for you yes now now you can open your hand and if people choose not to eat out of the hand it ain't the person who's trying to feed you fall and and that's the picture god has given me for 2022 i want to feed you i want to sustain you will you submit to me and be at peace with it because if you will, prosperity will come to you because I'm going to bring it to you in my hand. Because I'm going to bring it to you in my, oh my hand. Goodness. And I think even in this thing, you don't have Ooh. to beg God to open his <laughs> hand. I was listening to somebody teach the other day and they were saying, this is the, this is what you need to take from the word. If God didn't want us to prosper, mm-hmm. he shouldn't have put it in the he Bible. Sh- he wouldn't have put it in there. He wouldn't have allowed no. it to be. He, 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 but he shouldn't have. But he shouldn't have. He shouldn't have. And if he did then I have a right to expect it. I don't have to beg, but I do have to participate. Why? I have to participate because one of the things that we're talking about um, is that if you want to prosper, if you want to have financial dominion, you must become addicted to obedience. You must must become addicted to obedience. And in reality, we talk about the five love languages. I'll come back and pick those up. When we talk about the five love languages that people have, you need to understand God has one love language. God's love language is Obedience. obedience. The only thing, and people get upset anytime I say this, I say the only thing you can offer God is obedience. And they say you can offer him worship. But if you offer him worship when he asks you to fast, you're disobedient. The only thing you can offer God is what he's asked you to give him. Because you can only offer him worship when he asks you for worship. 
to, to, to offer him something else when he's asking for something else is, is synonymous with your parents saying to you, I need you to clean your bed and you go downstairs and wash the dishes. Okay, you wash the dishes, but what did I ask you to do? I asked you to clean, to make that bed. That's what I want you to do. And so you're right. The only thing we have to offer God is our obedience. And I love how he sets it up that he allows us to offer that to him. He yeah. doesn't make us. He allows us he to al offer it to him. It's my, and that's why in Psalms 112, yep. it says, blessed is the man that feareth the woman mm -hmm. who feareth the Lord and delights greatly in his commandments. Mm -hmm. Some of these things haven't worked for us because even when we've done them, we did not have a delight in yeah, them. Yeah. But I want you to understand that when we begin to talk about obedience, mm -hmm. seed time and harvest, making declarations, yes. doing that, I want you to understand this. God loves us so much mm -hmm. that he said, because of sin, I knew that the enemy would try to steal, kill, and destroy from you. So I created a supernatural system yeah. to allow you to live above that. And people really need to hear this. We're going to talk about a lot. I know we're going to be back on Sunday, but it's you need to hear this. Even in your offering, God cares about your offering. Sure. The very first murder was over a brother being offended because God accepted one brother's offering and didn't accept the other brother's mm -hmm. offering, right? Mm -hmm. So this idea that we can give God whatever we want whenever it's convenient to us, that will not allow you to eat out of the open hand of God. That's right. If you want to eat out of the open hand mm. of God, you need to find out God's principles, mm -hmm. seed time and harvest. You need to become a tither and you need to get committed yeah. and you will live above. Amen. Now we talk about this, not just in yeah. the area of money, but we talk about this. What are the four things you need to walk in any yep. truth? Yep. The truth we're talking about. And let me tell you how religious spirits get stared up. Every, over the past couple of weeks, I've been teaching about this also on strategies for success. Mm -hmm. I taught about it on yesterday and someone comes up and says, seed time and harvest is not just about money. When did anybody ever say that it was about money? Yeah. When you begin to feel that kind of resistance in you, that seed time and harvest is not just about money, that is a religious spirit of poverty trying to keep you broke. Because, because the Bible tells us that the, it, it says the word is the seed. Mm -hmm. So we get that the word is the seed. The thing is, is that the word is so powerful. If you plant the word, it can grow any kind of crop. It can grow any kind <laughs> of crop. So if you find yourself as we're continuing in the into the rest of the year talking about this and we stuff, don't continue. and you find yourself going, well, all they're talking about is money. Well, first of all, you know that that's not true. You can go back and look at all the things we've taught over the years and we don't just teach about money. But let's be honest. People need money. Yes. Let's be honest. Marriages fall apart over money. Women and men don't get proper health care over money. People are stressed out over money. So if God has given us a supernatural system to live above, even though it may take some renewing of your mind to live there, you need to make the shift Dr. because Ivy, it will he, change your life. Dr. Avi Higa says if God cares about your health, he cares about your will. If God cares about your health, <laughs> so he you, cares so about you, your so will. So if you know, if it's if you all right with saying God's my healer, but then you get tight in the chest when we start talking about money, you need to reevaluate who your God is because if God cares about about your health, baby. He cares about your wealth, too. Yes. So we need, what are the four things you need to walk in any truth? Yep. Number one, you need 
revelation, an illumination. Light you need an illumination, yes. and you you need an and you need it. The word needs to. Um, Doctor Um, Oyedipo, Pastor Oyedipo says it's not enough to read the word. Mm. You must hear the God of the word speak to yeah, you when you true. read the yeah, word. The God right? of the word. So revelation is when this word right here mm -hmm. on the Bible yeah. becomes alive mm. with God himself speaking to you. Yes. So it goes between the yes. difference in like reading a scripture mm -hmm. that says wealth and riches shall be in my house mm -hmm. and literally hearing Abba by his spirit say to you, Sean, wealth and riches belong in your house. Yes. And many of us have settled for memorization of the mm. word when we are supposed to have revelation of the word because we are oh, not God. changed by oh, memorization God. we are changed by revelation yes. you have to push until you literally hear god himself it's not my voice anymore it's not pastor edwin's voice anymore it's not your voice anymore it is the voice of god saying to you I will show you the way to go. I will cause you to prosper. My God, revelation. Because Abraham did not live off memorization. He didn't. He didn't. Abraham lived off a word from God. In fact, God said, hey, look up. I'll show you where to go. I'll show you where to go. I'll show you. I'll give you revelation as you, as you go. And that's the thing I think we miss sometimes is God will ask us to start a journey. And we won't start the journey because we don't know all the pieces. Sometimes you get revelation as you go. No, and that's so good because, you know, we told them a couple of weeks ago about how we didn't understand seed time and harvest. Right. We didn't understand sowing and right. reaping. We right. didn't grow up in churches that right. taught that. Right. And so we tell this story, this funny story about who, yeah. how foolish we were. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We had to learn to go faith to faith and glory to glory. Yeah. Right. There were times when a $20 seed was big to us, but we were consistent in yep. sowing it. There was a time when a $50 seed was big to yep. us, but we were consistent in yep. sowing. And now here it is this weekend. We got to sow the biggest seed that we have ever sown in our lives yep. because we kept going faith to faith and glory to glory. So when people have words like I'm going to be a millionaire or I'm going to have a million dollar business, you got to start with the $10 product and, and here, with the $10 seed. And here's the thing that I love about what we've done as I looked over at our life over the years. Every time we saw our biggest seed, we call it the blade. We, 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 yes. I, and I was yes. thinking the other day, are we yes. going to ever get to the full ear? Probably not. Probably because not. every time we sow that next biggest seed, we like, that's the blade. That's what is the it? Blade. The blade. It's the blade to the next thing. It's the blade to the next thing. And so this weekend, like you said, we got a chance to sow a really significant seed, biggest we've ever sown. But I, I but I am, I was like, that's the blade. It's the blade on the next thing. But you know what happened to us as we kept walking this journey? Mm -hmm. If we're honest, we went from people who just wanted to try to see if this principle would work Yeah, right. to people who got extreme joy out of giving. And now you can't talk us out of it. And now you can't talk us out of right, it. Right. And, and, and many of you, if you would keep walking the journey, yes, keep walking, there you go. If you would keep yes. walking the journey, yes. that's why Galatians says, don't get weary in, in well doing. doing. If you would keep walking the journey, what would happen is you would begin to come under an open heaven mm -hmm. and what it used to take you a month to produce, mm. it'll happen in an hour. Oh my God. Why? Because as you keep walking with God, mm -hmm. your revelation gets bigger. Mm -hmm. Your revelation, you become more, you, it, 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 it become, I remember this, it, you know, in the Bible, it says God 
he was the God of Abraham, mm -hmm. Isaac, and, and Jacob, Jacob right? Mm -hmm. But at some point, he had to become each of their gods, yes. right? Yes. So God wants us to move. He wanted us to move from being this is the God of Tony and Cynthia Brazelton mm -hmm. to being this is the God mm -hmm. of Edwin and Sean mm -hmm. Strickland. He wants you to move that this is the God of BJ Page. Yes. This is the God of Jim yes. Smith yes. that you know him for yes. yourself yes. that he provides. Yes. Now, what I think is so beautiful about Abraham, Isaac and Jacob mm -hmm. and the way the scripture always talks about he is the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob is that each one of them found him to be God in the famine. Mm -hmm. They found his provision in the famine. Mm -hmm. So if you're in famine right now, I want to give you this word, look for God in the famine. Mm -hmm. Stop looking at the famine and look at God. If there seems to be a shortage, if there seems to be lack, if there seems to be insufficiency, don't look at that. Look at God and follow him out of the famine. Well, we know that whatever our eyes behold is what we become. Yes. So if you're going to keep looking at the famine, you will become the famine. Mm -hmm. But if you keep looking at provision, you will become provision. Mm -hmm. Who is provision? Not our jobs. Come on. Not our talents. Not our resources. We said in the beginning that God is our source. So if I keep looking at God, that's what I'm going to become more like. But if I keep looking at the famine, I'm going to become more like the famine. We see this principle in scripture when Jacob uh, took the, uh, the the sticks and put it before the cattle. And, and, and then the ones who kept beholding the sticks ended up producing animals that, that, that had stripes on them. Why? Because whatever you behold is what you become. Mm -hmm. Say this, y'all. Say, I will behold the kingdom of God. I will behold the kingdom I of God. Behold I the will kingdom behold the kingdom of God. And listen, so you need a revelation. Yes. So go for the revelation, not the memorization. Mm -hmm. Then number two, you need a role model. Yes. And listen, I think this is so beautiful because everyone knows that in the, in the area of faith and giving and provision, Pastor... Apostle Cynthia Brazelton has been my role model, mm -hmm. right? And so I learned over time to do what I saw her do, even though I couldn't do it at the time, at the level that mm -hmm. she did it, right? So when she was really the one who introduced me into this idea of sowing every day, mm -hmm. right? She was like, he gives seed to the sower, Sean. Practice being a sower and you will have seed and bread every day. Well, now it's so funny because now I'm following her in this journey, right? Mm -hmm. And so Trinika makes a point to tell me, I heard you say mm -hmm. you sow every day mm -hmm. and you believe for seed. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to do what I see you do. And that is how generations of people and how the, gener the generation of the upright remains yep. blessed is that many times what happens is that we will do something and our kids won't do it because they see the benefit. They just get the benefit mm -hmm. of it, right? Mm -hmm. But when we begin to learn, the Bible says to follow after those who through faith and patience have received the promise. Yep. So let's just be honest. I cannot expect to get the harvest that PC gets if I'm not doing what PC is doing. Right. So when we tell these testimonies about jobs and better jobs, when we tell these testimonies about businesses blowing up, you have to ask yourself, what am I doing beside confessing? Because if I'm just confessing and my role model is confessing and obeying, I'm going to be disappointed. Or confessing, obeying, and then doing something. And you confessing and obeying, but you ain't doing nothing. You you got you you got when it says to follow after those, the whole idea is to do what they do. 
You do what they do. And as you do it, then God will give you special instruction or nuance to your own certain thing. But but when we first started, we just did what they did. They said give every day. We found somebody to give to every day. And that's how it works. So and you got to have a revelation. You got to have a role. And mind. then you got to have, oh, you got, and then number three, you have to have a regimen of faith. Yes. For us in the area of giving, our regimen of faith is to sow every day. Yes. That's our regimen of faith. We believe this scripture that says we are blessed to be a blessing. Mm -hmm. We believe the scripture that says that God is unwilling to do without a quick prompt to do giver who is cheerful in his giving. We believe it. So our regimen, you can, we can measure that every day. Did I, who, did I bless somebody mm -hmm. today? Mm -hmm. Did I bless them? Listen, I was at the um, airport yesterday because mm -hmm. I had to come from Baltimore here. Right. And I was, I, I had got to the thing and I felt like I should go to Starbucks, but it was interesting because I didn't want Starbucks, which you know is weird, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't want it. And I get there and it's two people in their military um, uniforms. Mm -hmm. And the Lord said, that's why I sent you here. I mm -hmm. want you to take care of their meal today, right? And so I say, Can, would you allow me to bless you for your service mm -hmm. today? And they were like, you don't have to. I said, no, I want to. Will you allow me, right? And so it was a girl and a guy. And the guy was like, but our stuff is more than your stuff. I don't care. Right. Will you allow me to bless you? And so finally they said, yes, right? So here's what happened. So I order what I'm going to order and add on to it. And then you know what the clerk says? Because you did that, I'm going to give you their military discount. Mm, see there? So literally, it was this thing that I put myself in a situation to follow, like the guy says, this weird prompting mm -hmm. of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. to go and do something. Yeah. And I get to be a blessing to them. And then the guy is so moved by my generosity to them that he says, well, I'm going to give you their discount since you're paying for their stuff. So what I hear you say is that we can get to the place where we can make this whole world addicted to giving. Yes. Our generosity will get on somebody else's generosity who will get on somebody else's generosity. Yes. I love it. So a regimen of faith, regimen right? Of faith. And I want to say this. We say this all the time. Do not despise your seed. Yep. Let me tell you something. I don't care if all your regimen of faith is, is that you have the ability that every day at, at happy hour, you go to Sonic and you spend a dollar mm -hmm. on somebody's drink. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's that someone gives you a gift card and you sold that gift card, but he gives seed to the sower. And many of you, if you will, if you will make a decision to be diligent, you will. And just all you got to do, you don't look at your budget because this is an important mm -hmm. thing to say. You say, God. You give seed to the soul. Yeah. I need seed today. Mm -hmm. And then when he gives you the seed, you use the seed for the purpose. And do you know I count all of my giving and seed? All. Here's what I mean. There are times I'll hold the door for somebody. I'm giving you the opportunity to go in before me. That's seed. I give up my parking space sometimes so that somebody else can have a park. That, that, that. I give up my seat sometimes. Everything I do is a reflection of my gift to somebody, and I receive that back at seat. So, yes, it's my money, but it's also me using my time, talents, and abilities to make somebody else's life better. Absolutely. All of my giving is Absolutely. And then you have to have a righteous resolve. Yes. So much of this didn't change for us until we develop righteous resolve regarding giving. And, and, what, and what is it that you used to always say that uh, Gloria Copeland used to say that if you if you stand... If you're willing to stand forever, you won't have to stand very long. That's a righteous resolve. If a righteous resolve is when you say, if you will, I'm willing that's to it. stand for... And I, I, and, and I, and I want to use this right here that's because... The post. 
That's the most. <laughs> Listen, I love that Malia says, God, I need seed today. He gives seed, seed to, to the, the sower. sower. And I, I just to the I, sower. To the sower. Not to the asker. To the sower. <laughs> well, if you're asking to for to be a sower, you'll get that seed. And I want to tell you this. We have seen people as we've done this work, they have found seed right in their house. Oh man, yeah. They have found seed right in their house. Literally, it will be something like somebody was looking to sow mm -hmm. and they saw on Facebook that somebody said, does anybody have a white shirt? I got to have a white shirt for tomorrow. They go in their closet and pick the best white shirt they have and get them that white shirt. That's C. That's C. That is C. Yeah. One of the reasons that I do strategies for success is I'm sowing wisdom. My expectation is that because I sow wisdom, whenever I need wisdom, God got me. One of my best stories, examples of that is a couple of years ago, you were almost talking about this same kind of subject uh, around this time. It may have been a little later because it, it was just cold. I remember it was cold because uh, the person was like, I, I, basically like Malia said, they was like, Lord, give me seed. And the Lord was like, you got some jackets in your closet that you don't wear. Take those and give those to people to Goodwill or someplace. Or people. She went to do that. And when she went in the pocket, found a hundred dollar bill. She didn't know what was in there. She went to go and do give something away. That was her seat. But and in doing so, not only did she was able to sow the coats, but she's found money that she didn't even know was already there. Listen, I'm telling you, if I just you want to ask say this. God to be a sower, he will give you seed. I want to tell you this. Some of you got money right now you don't even know about. Mm. You have money that you don't even know about mm. because God is faithful and good and he gives seed to the sower. And, and we had a testimony this weekend where someone, they needed money so they didn't get evicted. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and we just got to be honest with y'all. Sometimes, depending on what it is, we don't let the church give it. Right. We be like, we got this. We want this. Right. And I'm telling you, you'll get to the point, you know, the Marlowe's and I and the Valleys and the Vons, we talk about this, that literally we're out and we're like, oh, no, we're not going to split that bill. Right. I got that whole bill right there. So we had this opportunity that somebody was trying not to get evicted and we could pay for it. And literally you said, you said, I'm going to pay for it. Yep. And before the hour was over, Someone said to you, I heard you going on vacation. Yep. I want to give you this money. And, they, and it was the money yep. back yep. that you had sown. Yep. Let me tell y'all something. God gives seed to the soul. It was more than I had sown. It was more than it you was had more sown. than I had sown. Amen. You know, but when I when I, when they, when when I heard that they needed it and what they needed it for and what had happened in the situation, what I immediately did is I was like, Lord, what do you want me to do? And and I and, and I felt like the Lord said, be a blessing. And I didn't hear I didn't hear him say the church should be a blessing. I heard him say be a blessing. So I became a blessing. And literally, literally, by the time I had cash at them and, and, and they were saying thank you, and I said, Hey, you know, be blessed, blah, blah, blah. Somebody was like, Hey, Pastor Edwin, I heard you going on vacation. Just want to be a blessing to you. I mean, it's it's like you we used to say it all the time: you can't beat God's giving. What? No, no matter, matter how hard you try. try. Here's a, an example of how something I do that to sow. We've been married 27 years. Mm -hmm. Whenever I see an older couple, not they don't necessarily have to be older in age, but mm -hmm. they've been married longer than we mm -hmm. have. The other week, yeah. someone posted that they had been married 35 mm -hmm. years. I went in and found their, they were at their dinner. Mm -hmm. they, I went in and found their cash app. I said, have 
dessert, dessert on the strict yeah. ones because our expectation is to be in love like y'all are at 35 yeah. years. Do you understand? Yeah. Listen, you literally it's can't. It's the little things like that that people don't take advantage of sometimes, and you have no idea how that sets up your future. Listen, I know this in the scripture, but in 2 Corinthians 8, because y'all need to know this, we proved it, the Bible says it. In 2 Corinthians 8, it tells us you can give your way out of poverty. Yeah. Can y'all put that in the comments? Yeah, you Say, I can give my way yeah. out of poverty. Yeah. yeah. And it's so interesting because we see this principle of giving your way out of poverty all throughout scripture. And mm -hmm. a great place that we see it is we see it in 2 Corinthians. I mean, in 2 Kings, when the woman is about to eat her last meal mm -hmm. and die. Mm -hmm. And right now, the truth of it is, is that if we found out in this current climate that we live in, that a woman was sitting out with her lap, about to make her last meal, and a popular evangelist came to town and said to her, give me some first. They would be all over about how he a hustler, yeah. she a hustler. They don't love God. But God literally used her obedience so that her last meal became perpetual meals because she obeyed God. The Bible said the, the barrel did not waste. In other words, every time. And we don't know. People appreciate it. We don't know whether the barrel filled up or whether it's every time she scooped, it was the last thing in the barrel. What we do know, though, is the Bible says it did not waste. In other words, every time she went to make a cake for the next three and a half years, it was it was meal in there. For her, her son, and the man of God. Because, because she learned how to sow first. And this is what the Bible says. The Bible says, if this seems fool, okay, if this seems foolish to you guys, really you need to understand it's because you have a carnal mindset. Mm -hmm. It seems, and we, I, we remember when it used to yes, seem foolish yes. to us. So we're not judging you. We're telling you that if it seems foolish to you, it's because you have a carnal mindset. Yes. And the Bible says that a carnal mind is enmity towards mm -hmm. God. So you cannot make your carnal mind not be carnal. What you can do is train your spirit to be bigger than your carnal mind. And anybody who doesn't know what enmity means, it means it is warring against God. Warring against. It is fighting against God. Your carnal mind is fighting against God. It is literally trying to convince you that whatever God is telling you to do, you should not do it. It is warring against God. And one of the ways that the enemy has been able to keep the people of God in financial bondage yes. is getting them to agree with him yes. over money instead of agreeing with God. Because whatever you behold is what you become. So how do I get to the point that I break this mentality? Mm -hmm. I go back to Revel 1. I got to get a revelation. Yes. I have to study scripture. Mm -hmm. I have to let that scripture become alive and then these things we got to do, these three principles to prosper. I must become addicted to obedience. I must be addicted. Ask your neighbor, say, are you addicted to obedience? Are you addicted to obedience? Not are you casually acquainted, but are you addicted to, to obedience? Is obedience your side chick or y'all mm. in a covenant relationship? Mm. Are you, a, do you, oh, are you, oh, are you having an affair with obedience? Are you having a, Just no, no, I'm sorry, excuse me. Do you have an entanglement, <laughs> an entanglement with, with obedience? With obedience. I am addicted to obeying wow. God. Uh. Now hear me. 
when you when we say we're addicted to obeying God, that doesn't mean we get it perfect every time. Right. It means that we have made a decision that our heart's desire is to mm-hmm. obey God. Yes. So here's the thing you need, because you're talking about I want to prosper. I want all the stuff that y'all are talking mm-hmm. about. Are you addicted? Have you made a heart decision? You're going to obey God. Mm-hmm. I'm going to obey God when I don't understand I'm going to obey God when they don't understand. Mm. I'm going to obey God when people talk about me. I'm going to obey God when it looks like I'm losing. I am committed to obeying God because I believe his way is better than mine. Job 36 and 11. I love this scripture right here. I love Job 36 and 11. It says, if, if. That's a conditional statement. Conditional statement. If they obey and serve him, mm-hmm. they shall spend their days, their days in, in prosperity, prosperity and their years in pleasure. Mm. This the Bible. This the Bible. That's preaching to This you. the Bible. Is it in your Bible too? It, it's we Sean and Edward, we don't just have our own version <laughs> of the Bible. It says, if they here is the promise for obedience. Don't you. let people convince you that obedience is a loss. Mm. He says, if they obey and serve, if Sean obeys and mm-hmm. serves. Mm-hmm. Sean will spend her days oh, yeah. in prosperity and her years in pleasure. And I'm going to tell you, I've been walking with the Lord seriously for about 25 mm-hmm. years. And what I will tell you is I know the scripture. What's your thing you put behind my five scripture in your Bible? TNT. TNT. Tried and true. It is tried and Whenever true. Whenever I encounter a scripture and I take that scripture for my life and I see God, the, the God of Edwin, not the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but the God of Edwin show yes. up in my life, I put TNT by that scripture. Why? Because when I go back to it, I want to remind myself, oh, he's done this one already before. He's done he's this tried before. And, true. and I'm telling you, one of the promises is it in, in Deuteronomy, he says that if you obey and serve him, you will live days of heaven on earth. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, baby, my years are getting better and better and better. Yes. My year, my days are getting better and better and better. Because serving the Lord should put your life on a trajectory of incline, not decline. Come on. The more I serve God, my life should be getting better, not worse. The, the, it, it's, it, it is it is the it is the it is the principle of the kingdom of heaven to be better day by day. It, it is it is it is ever what increasing. It's ever increasing. It's what it's supposed to be. Listen, you do you know God is so mindful of us in Psalms one one oh three. He tells us he'll make your skin look better. Mm-hmm. He said he will renew your mm-hmm. youth like the eagles. You literally can obey your way into better skin. Mm. You can obey your way into better health. You can obey your way into prosperity. You can obey your way into a good marriage. Lord knows we're a testimony, we're a testimony of that. Yes. That you can obey. My days are getting better and better. Yes. Listen, when, when, I, re- when I look at Job 36 and 11, when he says if they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity prosperity in their years and pleasures. I, my mind always run back to that scripture over there in Psalms when he says he wants to bless you more and, and more and more. Both you, you and your children. children. He said, I want to be so good to you. And then I want to pass that goodness on to your children. He says, I want to bless you more and more and more. But how do we allow him to do that? By obeying him and serving him so that we can spend our days in prosperity. What is prosperity? Total life prosperity. Total life prosperity. Nothing broken in any area. 
in any area. I love it. We got to be a too obedient. Put Joe 36 and 11 back up because y'all need to <laughs> screenshot this one. You need to memorize. This need to be right up there with Isaiah 1 and 19. Mm -hmm. If I'm willing and obedient, I will eat the good of the That's land. Right. Joe 36 and 11 says, if they obey and serve him. Am, am I faithfully obeying? Mm. Am I addicted to obedience, mm. right? Am I using my gifts and talents? Am mm. I using my seeds? Am I using my words? If so, I am a candidate yes. for days of prosperity and years of pleasure. My God. I love it. Days of prosperity and years of pleasure. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, the bigger your capacity to bless and honor God and his people through your obedience, the easier your entrance into the wealthy place becomes. Mm. Wait, what? We should say that again. What? The bigger your capacity to bless and honor God and his people through your obedience, the easier your entrance is into the wealthy place becomes. So what I hear you saying is I don't have to chase after my wealthy place. I just need to increase my capacity to be a blessing to others and to honor God through by obeying him. So when God says to me, hey, that person's standing in line, ask me if you can buy their groceries. And you're like, somebody need to be buying my groceries. Somebody said, need to be buying my groceries. I, 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 wrong, wrong thing, wrong thing. He said, the way that you increase, the way that you make it easier to enter into your wealthy place is by when you hear Holy Spirit say that, you say, oh, this is an opportunity for me to get closer to my wealthy place. God is using this opportunity to, number one, show me what's in my own heart. So I can see what's in my own heart when it comes. I say I'm a sower, but every time I get a chance to sow, I got a reason why I don't. Mm -hmm. But I keep saying I'm a sower. I say I'm a sower. I say I'm a tither. I say I'm a giver. But every time I get a chance to live that out, I find a reason not to do it. So God, Or I do it grudgingly. Or I do it grudgingly. And God is showing me what's in my own heart. But I love that. The bigger your capacity to bless and honor God and his people through your obedience, the easier your interest into your wealth and place. Well, and I'll give you an example of how I wanted to be a blessing to somebody mm -hmm. the other day. And the Lord said, no. Mm -hmm. So I was getting ready to go into the Delta Sky Lounge. Mm -hmm. And there was a man there. And they didn't let him in. Mm -hmm. Well, when you go in, you can bring a person. Sure. And I said to the Lord, I said, I can just let him in. He said, no, no. Oh, okay. And I don't need to know why. I don't need to know why. You said no, I say no. You said no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why, but no, I won't let him in, yeah. right? So it's not just, it's, it's, it's learning how to walk with him in such a way that he's going to say to you, hey, get this person groceries. No, I don't want you to do this thing right here. And then let me tell you what will really happen if you really live this. Mm -hmm. And this is the thing that I love. When you get to the point where you go from trying to keep everything for yourself to God literally saying to you, no, Edwin, that's yours. Mm. No, Edwin, that's yours. Because you you have such a heart of a giver. You're willing to give. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 no. That one's yours. Mm -hmm. You keep that, mm -hmm. right? And then you're like, are you sure? Because yeah. if you want me yeah. to give it away, I'll give it away, right? Because you begin to see yourself as a blessing. I love it. I love All right. It. So number one, you must be what? Addicted to obedience. And we keep saying that because what do we say all the time? What's on the other side of obedience? Provision. 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 You want to be provided for? Learn to be obedient. Somebody go ahead and type that in the comment section. Say, on the other side of my obedience is my provision. On the other, other side, side of my obedience is my provision. You looking for what you need? Obey God. 
Obey God. So once you have become addicted to obedience, here's the second thing. And we may start with this one. Go ahead. So I want to give a testimony okay. about on the okay. side of obedience and provision. Okay. It's from Jordan and super cute. Okay. So Canaan was kind of had some health challenges for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And so Jordan started doing Canaan's dishes, mm -hmm. right? So I say to Jordan one day, I say, Jordan, because you did Canaan's dishes with such a good heart, right? I want to do something special for you, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And she says, okay. She says, let me think about it. And Jordan's special stuff is never really big yeah. stuff. It's just really, it's really sweet stuff. And so she comes back in about 15 minutes later and she says. She's been thinking about that thing. Because she's been thinking about it. She said, you know, I also did the dishes this morning, mm -hmm. don't you? <laughs> yes, ma'am. I do. Because she's reminding me. Mm -hmm. That on the other side of her obedience, her willingness and her obedience is her provision. Yes. And I love that because the Bible says to put me in, it says to God, put me, put me in remembrance of my word. Yes. She didn't come in like, you ain't got me nothing special yet. Did you forget? She said, I just, I just want to remind yeah. you, I also did the dishes this morning because she knew that on the other side of her obedience is her provision. Many of us are, have been trying to get provision without obedience. Yes. We tried to get the provision without the obedience. Mm. So we've looked at what someone else has done in the context of their marriage and we didn't do it. And mm. then we wonder why mm -hmm. we didn't have a good marriage. Mm -hmm. We looked at what somebody else did in the context of their health. We didn't do it. And we wonder why we didn't have it, which really gets us into point two. Which is that you must be willing to work. You must be willing to work. And when I say work, we're not saying toil. Toil. But when God gives you an instruction, you must be willing to obey that instruction and put forth effort to do what it is he told you to do. That is called work. Mm -hmm. That's work. So you must be willing to work. I say this all the time. The spirituality or being spiritual is not an excuse for irresponsibility. Come on, somebody. Being spiritual is not an excuse for irresponsibility. If you are committed to God and the church, but you are not working, you're not doing those things God's instructed you to do, you're not putting your hand to the thing that God has called you to, then you are playing on the edge of poverty. People wonder sometimes why they're struggling. You're not struggling because the economy is bad. We were talking about this the other day. We were like, okay, is it really real that people can't find anybody to work? Is it, did, you even was joking. You said, did people get raptured and we don't know about it? Like, did, 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 are we underestimating the number of people who really did pass away because of COVID? Because everywhere you see, you see everybody talking about how they can't find people to work. The reality of it is, is that you cannot just sit back and expect God to just do everything for you. And I know it's not in the Bible where people be talking about God helps them and helps themselves. But the reality of that is true in this sense. If God tells you to do something, but you don't like it, so you don't do it, then God is not obligated to bless you because you go off and do something else. Well, I just would like to use the scripture. Go ahead. Right. Sure. Everybody before Adam ever needed money he was assigned work he was assigned to, he was assigned to work everyone is supposed to work and the bible says it in the new testament like this a man or a woman who don't work ought not eat in fact it says it like this in second thessalonians 3 and 10 it says for even when we were with you we gave you a rule <laughs> here is the rule the one who is unwilling to work shall not what? Eat. Eat. 
He shall not eat. If you are unwilling to put your hand to what God has told you, if you are unwilling to put forth effort and to do work, then you are teetering on the edge of poverty. And it's about to come and get you. Some people living in poverty they and are. they don't understand why. And I'm not, I, and I'm, and, and here's the thing. Everybody knows, everybody knows that we're incredibly generous. We help a lot of people, but I want you to know this. And we've seen this in the pandemic. We have seen people who believe this church and other churches have the responsibility to pay their bills. The obligation. The almost. obligation yes. to pay their bills, not because they can't work, but because they don't want to work. And choosing not to work, choosing not to do those things that God has called you to put your hand to because you're saying, I'm just waiting on God or God going to take care of me. That is spiritual immaturity. It is. It is spiritual and manipulation and manipulation, but it's absolutely spiritual immaturity because you don't know what the word says concerning work. Listen, when God created man, the first thing he did is gave him an assignment. He gave him an assignment. God does not create you without giving you an assignment. Amen. Somebody. And here's the thing that I'll tell people all the time. Anytime that you feel like something, some with some work is beneath you, but you need resources and you are unwilling to do that work, then you put yourself in a place where people are less likely to come to your rescue because everybody is supposed to work. Let me keep saying this. Why you may be highly connected to the blessing of Abraham, at the same time, you're supposed to be putting your hand to something. You're supposed to be putting your hand to something. Now, maybe you say, well, you know, I, I'm, I, I didn't call, I wasn't called to do X, Y, and Z. What were you called to do? Because you were called to do something. The only place that you're going to ever find success before work is in the dictionary. It's, in the dictionary. it's the only place. The, the only, only place. place you find success before work is in the dictionary. There is, there is a doing before prosperity shows up. There, there is a, a doing. doing. That even when it comes to sowing, look at the principle. The Bible tells us the Bible tells us that we can look at natural things and understand spiritual things. Before a person can have a baby, they have to engage in sex. Some, there's a doing before the prosperity. But before you get a paycheck in this natural world, what do they make you do first? Work. Work. They make you go to Why? work. Because there's a doing before the prosperity. That's why the Bible says in Psalms 1 and 3 it says and he shall be it says and he shall be like a tree Planted by the rivers of water that bring forth his fruit in his season, his leaf also shall not wither. And what? Whatsoever whatever he, he does, does shall prosper. Not whatever he wants to have happen, but whatever he does shall prosper. But get to this next scripture. And then Proverbs 14 and 23. Y'all let that one stay up for a minute. It says, in all labor there is profit, but the talk of the lips tends only to poverty. That's what it says. In all labor, there is profit. When you work, there's a payment for it. He says, but if all you're doing is talking, all you're doing is just, you, just we used to call it bumping your gums. If you're just bumping your gums, then, then <laughs> it's going to lead to poverty. Uh, and one translation says you're going to be poor. And I like to say po. You're going to be P-O. You ain't even going to have the other O-R. You're going to be po. You're not going to have anything if all you're doing is talking. Why? Well, because favor cannot rest on you if you run from work. Ooh, say that again. Favor, favor cannot, cannot rest, rest on you if you, you run, run from, from work. work. 
You cannot. Hear me. Favor cannot rest on you if you are a person who runs from work. And so, you know, I always get to say the harder stuff. So this is what I'm going to say. I'll let you say the hard stuff, and then I'll finish up with this part. Go ahead. Say the harder stuff. So what I want you to understand is that people will say things like, God told me to quit my job. Okay. Okay. They will say things like, God told me not to take this job. Okay. So I want you to hear this. If God told you to quit your job, it is God's responsibility to take care of you, not ours, not other people's. So what people do sometimes is because they don't like their job. They don't like a job that's being offered to them. They assign they that to God. They don't like the yeah. fact that in order to build their business, they also need to go to work in the daytime and work their business at night. And then what they say is, God told me, God told me to quit my job. And then they look to other people to provide for them. Hear me. Yeah. Anyone who helps you when you are refusing to work is just a person full of mercy and grace. Yes. No one owes you. Here's a good example. We talk about this all the time. If you had somebody living at your house and you got up and went to work every day, back in the days when people got up and went to work and you have an able-bodied person living in your house and you come home every day and the dishes in the sink and they laying on the couch watching Judge Judy, mm-hmm. real quick, that's going to get on your nerves. Absolutely. Why? Because inherently we know people are created to work. So while the church does help people, it is not the church's responsibility right. to help you yep. when you refuse to work. Absolutely. It's just not. Absolutely. It's not. And so the, the thing I'll, I'll close with on this, number one, we said that you have to be addicted to obedience. Number two, we said that you must be a person who is willing to work. You must put forth effort. And the Bible talks about this. And I, I, be, I believe that Christians need to be balanced. Christians need to understand that we serve a God of the supernatural, but that that God of the supernatural also is expecting us to do certain things in the earth realm that leads toward our prosperity as well. And so one of my favorite scriptures is in Ecclesiastes chapter 11. In Ecclesiastes Ecclesiastes chapter 11, uh, here's what it says. It says, and I want to read it out of the King James Version, and then I want to read it out of the Message Translation. It says, cast thy bread up on the waters. That means talking about giving. It says, for thou shalt find it after many days. Give a portion to seven and also to eight. In other words, he says, be generous with your sowing. Give every day. He says, for thou knowest not what evil shall be upon the earth. He mm-hmm. says, you do this, you sow and you give every day because you never know what this crazy world is going to do. But if you always got seed, you'll always have harvest. Mm-hmm. He then says, if the clouds be full of rain, if you sown and you and, and the clouds got water in them, he said, then they're going to empty themselves mm-hmm. upon the earth. Mm-hmm. He says, he that observeth the wind shall what? Not, not sow. So. In other words, what does that mean, Pastor? He says, if you are looking for the right condition. If you, if everything has to be perfect for you before you can do it, he says, you'll always find a reason not to do it. He says, so don't observe the wind. He says, because if you do, you'll never sow. It says, and he that regardeth the clouds, what? Shall not reap. Mm-hmm. He then says, as thou knowest, and I love this. He says, as thou knowest not, <coughs> what is the way of the spirit? He says, nor how the bones do grow in the womb uh, of her that is with child. Now, what do you mean by that? He says, listen, in the same way that you really don't know biologically how a single sperm and a single egg can come together and they know inherently how to produce cells for an ear, 
sales for a nose, sales for a liver, sales for bones, sales for your heart, sales for your lung. Out of all of that, they know exactly what to do. He said, you don't understand all that. He says, but you trust the process. He says, but you trust the process. He says, even so, thou knowest not the works of God. He says, just like you can't really articulate everything of how, how that sperm and egg come together, make all those different cells out of that one cell. He said, you can't explain it. He said, but you trust it. Trust God the same way. Trust God. The you same don't way. know how God's going to do it all, but trust God the same way. Amen. He says, how do I do that? He says, by in the morning, sow so your seed. seed. He says, watch this. And in the evening, what? Withhold not your hand. In work. other words, work. Work. <laughs> he says, sow your seed, but don't forget about working. He says, because you don't know which one shall prosper, either this or that. He says, you don't know whether your soul is going to get you over the top or whether it's your working is going to get you over the top. I like the last part. He says, oh, whether what? They, they both shall be They both, both shall be alike be good. good. Yes. He says, both of them could make you prosper. So I work and I sow. Why? Because both of them have the ability to put me over the top. I obey God when he tells me to sow and I don't run from work. And so, and I want to say this because this is mm -hmm. important. Okay. So yesterday, a young lady came to me when I was in Baltimore and mm -hmm. this, this is the scenario she gave me. And so I want to give this as a good example because I sometimes think we get stuck in trying to get to our ideal when we need to go to our next. Okay. Okay. She comes to me. She's a stay-at-home mom. She quit her job. Mm -hmm. Her and her husband agreed that she would quit her job mm -hmm. because of daycare costs and to stay home, mm -hmm. right? Her husband recently told her that he wasn't sure he wanted to be married to her anymore. Mm -hmm. And she's crying mm -hmm. because she's saying to me, I don't want to just take any job because my lifelong dream is to buy a house. I said, faith by faith. Mm -hmm. Your first thing to do is to make sure you can keep a roof over your kids' heads today. Don't end up homeless. Don't end up homeless. So just because you have to take a job today that is less than ideal, you don't have to stay there forever. What you need to do is go get you a job that in the event he doesn't do right by you, mm -hmm. and this is for men or women, yeah. we know that people can leave and not keep up their commitments, sure. right? If you have been the one who you've been staying at home and he leaves and takes all of the income, you need a job for right now. Yeah. How can I pay the bills right now? Yeah. It may not be the sexiest job. It may not be the job you enjoy most, yep. but you go into that job with Thanksgiving knowing that it's a means to an end. And I don't know why so many people don't seem to get that. I say, you can go to that job, work for 90 days, still looking for another job that pays more. In a year, you could be in a position to buy a house, maybe even sooner. But you can't sit here and say, I'm not going to take a job and I'm going to believe God for provision because it's like that example when the man is on the roof and is flooding. Mm -hmm. And he says, God, I'm waiting on you to save Send me. Somebody Send by. somebody to save me. He sent somebody in a boat. I can't get on the boat. He sent somebody with a helicopter. You can't get on the helicopter. And then you die and go to heaven. He said, you weren't supposed to be here. There are many economic challenges that people have because they are unwilling to do what they need to do in the moment. We say this all the time. 
if everything, we, we, we've been talking about this for weeks. Mm -hmm. If everything we had dried up right mm -hmm. now, what we about to do is go out here to these fast food restaurants Absolutely. where they giving people bonuses yep. to go to work. And what I want to know is how long do I have to work at each place to get the bonus? And how many of those jobs can I manage in order to maintain my, my, my thing? But what I'm not going to do is say, well, I'm a coach. I'm a pastor. I'm used to making X amount of dollars and then sit here and let my family get evicted because of, ain't no job too good for me when my family need to eat. Two things. One, people need to understand. I said this last week. You walk through one door to get to the next door. Yes. You walk through one door to get to the next door. The second thing is, is, is this. If everything I had dried up today and I had to go to Walmart, I have such a degree of excellence on me. I have such favor and anointing on me that I would start on fries on Monday. And then but in the next 30 days, I end up managing that place. When you understand that God is with you, you take God everywhere you go. So if I needed to go to McDonald's today, I would absolutely go to McDonald's today and work a job. I wouldn't be like, I got a degree in this and I got a degree in that. And so-and-so and -so used to pay me extra. They ain't paying you now. I, I get so tired of hearing people say that. I've talked to so many different people. Well, my old job paid me $110,000. I ain't finna go work for $95. You working for nothing now. You ain't getting paid nothing. So you take what you have and you let the, 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 the super get on your natural and then you go and make $150. But you gotta walk through a door to get to the next door. Favor does not rest on you if you run from work. You feel passionately about it. I do. Now, you know I do because I love helping people and I love giving. But, with, but, but the entitlement in the body of Christ is growing out of control. It's like, well, why? Well, well I don't want to work that job because uh, my last job paid me. But your, the, 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 your the operative word is your last. Yes. They're not paying you that now. So then do what you need to do now, be excellent at it, have a great attitude, walk through that door so you can get to the next door. You always talking about how your setback is your next come up, well then come up, but but you gotta walk through the door to come up, amen? Let me read this next scripture. <laughs> Let me read, you no, no, no. Next I, I do, I gotta read this out the message translation. Well, all right, babe. <laughs> Listen, the message translation says it like this. It says, be generous. It says invest. I love the word invest because investing means I'm have a return on investment. He says invest in acts of charity. Charity yields what? High returns. It says don't hoard your goods. Spread them around. Be a blessing to others. This could be your last night. He then says when the clouds are full of water, it rains. He says don't sit there watching the wind. Do your own what? Work. Do your own work. Don't stare at the clouds. Get on with your life. Don't. Another translation says, don't wait for somebody to give you something. Go work for it. Go work for it. He says, just as you'll never understand the mystery of life forming in a pregnant woman's body, so you'll never understand the mystery at work in all that God does. But you can trust the God of the process. He says, go to work in the morning and stick to it until evening without watching the clock. In other words, when you're obeying God and doing the work that God's called you to do, it won't even feel like work. Some of you keep watching the clock because you're toiling. You're not working. You're toiling. You're not working. That's why when you, that's why on Friday evening, you're dreading Monday morning already. He says, you never know from moment to moment 
how your work will turn out in the end. He says, you never know. He says, you, that's, and that's why I say, if I have to go to, if I have to go to, to, to McDonald's, baby, I, I, I'm looking to be the manager. I'm looking to be the district manager and then the regional manager. And then I'm going to figure out how I can own a couple of these. McDonald's. Wait, and see, and both of these strategies work because what I'm doing right now is I'm collecting signing bonuses. You, right. So I'm going to be excellent while I'm yeah. there. I'm going to get that bonus. I'm going to the next place and I'm going to get that bonus because I need to stack that paper. And then I'm going to get to a place. And both of them work because the reality of it is, is that both of us are going to work, Absolutely. right? Listen, we really need to grow up. We need to grow up. This is so important because many of us are struggling because we either, because our third point is you must employ financial integrity. Mm -hmm. So I want to tie both of these. If you're not a tither in the kingdom, you have no financial mm. integrity. Why? Because you're a thief. Because mm. you're a thief. Mm. And I said this yesterday and I'm going to say this again. You can't sow until you tithe. Mm. Because if you are trying to sow and you don't tithe, you're stealing what belongs to God, trying to disperse it. And you can't walk in financial dominion where you lack integrity. Where you lack integrity. You can't walk in authority in any area of your life where you lack integrity. If you expect someone else to fund your dream or fund your life, you lack financial you lack, integrity. Right. Who, right? Whose dream is it? Whose dream is it? And it's so interesting. Demetria says, she said, you fathering us today. Because that's how <laughs> fathers talk. Father, that's how we, that's how parenting works is to say that many times you are struggling, not because of the devil, you are struggling because I know you don't have any notes, but that scripture used to do us all the time in Proverbs about a little sleep, about being lazy. Oh, Can you find that scripture? Because there are people you're like, God, why is nothing breaking through for me? Nothing's breaking through for me because I'm not doing anything that would cause anything to break through. I can parenthetically insert it. They can find the scripture, but I can tell you what it says. Tell us. <laughs> what it says to you is this. It says a little slumber and a little wasting of the hand tends or leads to poverty. It says, so if you lazy and all you want to do is sleep and hang around and you don't want to do nothing with your hands and you don't want to work and you don't want to do nothing, you're going to be poor all your life. That's that's the Edwin Strickland version. You're gonna be po all your life. A little slumber, a little a little leaving of the hand. He says you. It's gonna to tend to poverty. And then let me say this last thing on the financial integrity that I think will help many of you. Many of you are struggling financially because you continue to help people who lack financial integrity. Mm. So you feel obligated to keep helping your adult kids. Ooh, if uh. you're you keep you feel obligated to keep helping your adult kids, but your adult kids don't have financial integrity. What do I mean? Your in, adult kids feel too entitled to work. Mm. And there should be no scenario in the world where I am able bodied and working and you are able bodied and working, but you're my adult kid and I'm taking care of you because a job is beneath you. Here's a see if the, those in the see if you can find uh Proverbs 10 and 4 for me. It's Proverbs 10 and 4. Proverbs 10 and 4. You may have to look it up, but here's what it says: it says, He who has a slack hand, a slack hand becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent. It makes rich. It makes rich. A diligent hand makes it rich. It says, he who has a slack hand becomes poor. In other words, if you lazy, if you don't want, if, if, if you ain't putting your hand to what God's told you to, or you putting your hand to something God ain't told you to, he said, it's going to cause you to be poor. But he that has a diligent hand, 
It says, oh, my God. No, I like this makes translation. Rich. Proverbs 10 and 4. It says, um, the one they just posted, it says, um, the one that says in poverty will sneak up on you like a thief. Can oh, you yeah. put that one back? Because people are trying to figure out how did I end up in poverty? It says a little sleep and a little slumber. Yeah. Sleep and slumber aren't the same thing, nope. right? Sleep is to actually be sleep. Mm -hmm. Slumber is to be numb and unconscious about your what you need to be doing. And a little folding of the hands to rest and poverty will come up on you like a thief and scarcity like an armed man. Yeah. Scarcity go hold you up and hijack you and take what you do have. You need to say, not me. Yeah, That was the first one we was talking about. See, but, but Proverbs is full of, of scripture about how if you don't work uh, uh, or you're lazy, it's going to tend to your poverty. It's going to tend to your poverty. You know, I, and, and you was telling that story about, you know, it, it's, it's so true. I, re, I never forget the young lady, and Mitra's told the story too, but there was a young lady who wanted a particular kind of car and her church blessed her with like a Honda Accord. She did not, she did not accept the Honda Accord because it wasn't whatever the, she wanted to be BMW. It wasn't the BMW that she wanted. You walking, you say walking somebody. You, you're walking, and 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 someone blesses you with the Honda Accord. You turn your nose up at it and you say, "I can't accept I, that cause because because I'm believing God for a, B, a BMW." Now it's possible for you to get the BMW, but I guess you're just gonna keep walking till you get it. But it's but it makes more sense that you would receive the blessing of the accord and keep believing God for the BMW. So if I'm believing God, because one of our things is that all of our partners can make a hundred thousand yes. dollars. So here we go. Let's say I make thirty thousand dollars. I don't right know how now. many times I have to explain this to people, but we're going to explain it again. Go ahead. Let's say I make thirty thousand dollars right now. And then let's say I have an opportunity to make $37,000. Let's be real. Let's use real examples. You make 35 now, you get a job at 60, but you don't take the 60 because you say it ain't 100. No, baby, my increments were smaller because sometimes people don't move for the smaller increments. A lot of these people do. This is the fast class. And I want these fast class people to know that don't you turn down double your salary because it ain't 100,000 yet. But, but you go ahead. You go ahead. But don't turn ahead. down 10,000. Don't turn down 10. If you got to get to $110,000 increments, don't turn it down. But now I will say that it doesn't make sense to be moving jobs for five hundred dollars. Now I, I mean I, I need people to understand that you got a job and another, you and you making thirty five thousand. Another job gonna pay you forty. That may not be the best move for you. You need a, a, an increment. I mean I'm just telling you what I know. Are you saying five hundred dollars or five? I'm saying both. I'm telling you that increments, moving jobs in increments of less than $10,000 is not going to impact you on your paycheck. And it could hinder you when you begin to look for other jobs if you make multiple, multiple moves. So I agree with that. But I want to say this as an as someone who has been an entitled six-figure maker for uh, over a decade mm -hmm. now. If I make $35,000 mm -hmm. and I am a single person, mm -hmm. $40,000 is going to show up in a way that could at least help me pay something. Now, we can do the math when this is We old. can do the we math do because the math we talk about taxes in a new bracket, but, but, but hey, my, I get but your point. But 40 isn't going to put them in a new bracket. I get your point. I'm just saying, I, I'm, okay, baby. 42 I'm, would. I'm just going to tell you this, baby. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this, baby. Listen, we, all no, I'm saying to you, no, we are agreeing, but I am telling you, I am telling you. Babe, and I, and that's I'm what stress. people be saying. They not going to take that job. No, people say that because they don't want the job. 
The truth of the matter is, if you listen to me, I've done this. If you find you 15 people who've done it your way and it works, do it. But I've done this. I have made over $100,000 a year since I was 27 years old. I am telling you that there's a systematic way to grow your wealth at your job. And you do it by taking jobs because you're going to make the most money you can on your new job. And you get the best you're going to get when they offer you that new job. And I'm telling you, you can make incremental moves of $10,000 or more. You can. I'm not saying that $5,000 will not help you. I'm not saying that $4,000 will not help you. But I am telling you, I have talked to people who have turned down $60,000 jobs because they said, well, Pastor, you said I'm supposed to make $100,000. You are, but you don't make it now. And if you make $35,000 now and you can make $65,000, make it $65,000. Do a good job at what you're doing and then move to $100,000. Now, I'm just going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. Because <laughs> I'm sick and tired of fielding phone calls from people who are turning down <coughs> jobs that have double their salary because it's not $100,000 yet. Man. You're making me okay. choke. Right. You're making me choke. Ahead. I try to be nice on this on this blue app, but y'all, I'm telling you now, it's the truth. Well, amen. Amen. <laughs> see, I love this though because people usually see me go off. And they don't see you go off. <laughs> and they don't know that this is, this is how you talk to Strickland kids. This is how you talk to spiritual kids. That this doesn't make sense what you're doing. And you're on here talking about you about to be a millionaire and a billionaire. And you won't take the job that will take you from 35 to 65. You're not going to be a millionaire yeah. or a billionaire. Or you're quitting your, because I say this, the other thing, because here is my here is my push on this. Okay. People who tell people to quit their jobs to fund their business. If you, if you should not, unless you got a word from God that you know it's from God, mm -hmm. you don't, if, if I, if I'm making $50,000 on my mm -hmm. job, why would I quit my job to not have any income to try to build a business? You should this not. It's not even profitable yet. There is no way you should be quitting your job to build a business until that business is at least making what that job was making, which would include your taxes and your any contribution to insurance. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know. Do y'all have people tell y'all this? Because a lot of people just don't know this. Yep. And so because they don't know this, so then what happens is people quit their job. And let me tell you something. If you think it's stressful to try to build a business in your part time, Listen. let me tell you what's stressful. To try to build a business with no income coming in. And then what happens is, is that whenever you're showing up to people, you're showing up to in beg. You're showing up in panic mode, right? So, faith to faith and glory to glory. So, Amen. we're going to end with this. What do you need to do? Number one, you need to become a sower. You need to be consistent in your sowing. Yep. Number two, guys, if you don't make enough money right now, we believe all of our partners should make at least $100,000. Yep. Whatever you're making now, make the next move. But we're going to go with what Pastor Edwin said. Look for a $10,000 move. And here's the reason I say that. I'm going and, and, to... and here's but I want to I do want people to understand. You can take a look at people, and I'm not talking about entrepreneurs because that makes me a little different. I'm talking about people who are working for other people. Mm -hmm. When you go to work for someone else, 
Most people never expect you to come to work for them for what you're making. There is there, most people have no expectation that you're going to make a lateral move. So that is the reason that you find people who are in a job and they've been in that job for 10 years and they wonder why they make less than the person who was just hired, who has less experience. The reason is, is because if I was making $35,000 at one job, most people know that in order to get you, I got to at least give you 10 grand. They know that I got to give you 10, 12 grand. HR may not want you to know that, but I'm telling you, they know that. So then they get you. Okay. Now let's say you was making 35 and now you're making 47. You stay there two, three years, right? Two to three years, it's time to make another move. Why? Because now I'm at 47. They're probably going to have to pay me 60. Okay. So now I go to another job and I make 60. So now it's been, let's say it's been six years. So since six years, I've increased my earning potential from thirty-five dollars to $60,000. Do you think that the person who was making $35,000 six years ago was making $60,000 at that same job doing that exact same thing? No. They are not. No. They are not. And that is the reason that, that and I have no problem with people staying at their job and being loyal to it. My question is, where do you want to be? Because research tells us that the way you increase your salary is by going to new opportunities, at least until you get to a level where you are satisfied with, and now you're not chasing the dollar anymore per se, but now you're looking for the title or you're looking to, to you know, maybe you've never led a team and now you want to lead a team, or maybe you led a team of five and now you want to lead a team of 25. Maybe you're trying to make it to C-suite. There is a systematic way to make that movement. And I, and I keep telling people that, but it's like they almost don't listen. And I'm like, but then you ask me, how did I do it? I, I'm not telling you something that I didn't do. I'm telling you how I did it. And if you don't want to do it that way, that's fine. But don't come to me five years later saying, you know, I only got 3% each year the last three years. That's all you're going to get. Maybe, maybe. But, but, but when I take a job and move to another position, unless you're negotiating your job or you got some structure where you got really good bonuses and that's great, you're going to make your most money when you make that first move. So that's, that's just. It's kind of like this, girls. Like you want to try to get your best ring. You want to try to get your best ring when they ask you to marry. Wow. Okay. That's not where I was going, but okay. <laughs> no, it's like people typically get, put their best foot forward. That's true. People put their best foot forward when in, in the beginning. And people don't, when people don't understand that about jobs, you think that people are going to reward you for loyalty. Yeah. And they're not going to reward you for loyalty. They're going to, and in fact, we know people that have left the company to get a raise and then got brought back at money that they wouldn't pay them before. You know one sitting beside you. <laughs> you know one sitting right beside you. Absolutely. People will absolutely because it's just, it's just, it's just the nature of the beast. You pay to bring people in. Once you got them, you're not looking to pay the maximum dollar. You got them now. You shouldn't negotiate for maximum dollar on the front end. On the front end. end. On the front end, right? I think so you got to be a sower. You got to be a sower. What was the second thing? You got to do the work. And, oh, you said, oh, the second thing you started talking about before I interrupted, you were saying that if you don't make enough money now. If you don't make enough money now, crying. look for a $10,000 raise. And so you have to do the work. And if you are a partner of this ministry, our faith is with you that you would make at least $100,000. Mm -hmm. So you need to keep making those incremental 
you need to keep making those. Well, don't turn down new, new right. opportunity because it ain't a hundred. But if you don't yet. have any job, right. take a job. Right. No, this is important is because so the, these moves that he's talking about making, you already have a job. But if you don't have any job or a job that doesn't pay you enough, Trinica you need said, to make the next move. She just said, I don't know if you can see her. She, she, she says, been she, on that path since 2017, yeah. jumped 20K in two moves at 10K minimum per move. Telling you. Right? So this is important. And then you have to have financial integrity. So you have to be a tither. Yes. You have to do right by other people. Yes. You can't expect other people to fund you, right? And you start by doing right by God. Do right Don't by be, God. Be a tither. Don't be a God robber. Be a tither. You got to have financial integrity. Now, you know what I always want to know. I want to know what did y'all take from this? And I hope that people who are working for companies, you took some things at the end. And I do think you should sow into past. I forgot we were talking right. to people uh, for a second. When we said I know you did. I know you did. I know how. Go back and watch it. Go back and watch it. Now I'm a little ashamed. Uh, listen, Nietzsche, come in the studio. Now listen, I'm a little ashamed. When this is, um, because when this is over, me and Kristen go laugh at you because you act, you thought we was all at dinner. You forgot that you was with those people. But people need to hear that because many times people are frustrated because you're not operating Jesus. in wisdom. But you don't have to be shamed. People need to hear that. And in truth, many people did not have parents who either knew that or taught that. And now people need to hear that, right? Don said it needed to happen. And especially for many people who are getting closer to retirement, you don't have time to keep sitting and waiting on a 3% increase. You You're going to have to really step up. Do you know that the inflation since July, from Ju no, from June, since June 30th, when it came, inflation from June the 30th until today has wiped out anybody's 3% raise? Ooh. What you're paying for in beef, what you're paying for in wheat, uh, in dairy, at the grocery store, in gas, and home goods. Everything that, that you normally have paid for, if you got a 3% raise, that, um, that, 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 that inflation that we're experiencing, that everybody's experiencing right now, has wiped out your 3%. That you have less buying power today than you did in June, even if you got a 3% raise in fiscal year July 1. I love what Latanya said. Latanya said, she said, don't be ashamed because this is in con. She says, this is a lie with the word, but it's in context with the father's heart. Yeah. The father doesn't like when we're struggling and suffering like this when that when success leaves clues. And so y'all see, y'all don't be no, I try to tell y'all, Pastor, no, 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 I try to tell you, I'm going to tease him all day because I try to tell y'all that Pastor, y'all think it just be me, Pastor L will be going ham about some of this stuff. And it really is, the, it's his heart. He hates to see people suffer. He really does hate to see people suffer. And he's like, if you would just follow instructions, you could be in a better situation. At, at my last live event, I had Pastor Edwin teach a series about how to negotiate, how to get with, how to negotiate for what you want. And several women got twenty and $30,000 raises, but they all had to move to a different company. Yeah. They all had to move to a different company. So listen, we want y'all to have an amazing Thanksgiving week. Yep. Some of y'all need to work on your resume. You need to go ahead and apply for these jobs. You also need to understand, I will say this, people get paid for solving problems. They do. And it's important to understand this. It's the law of income. 
And it's the law of compensation that tells us that we get paid at the level of problem mm -hmm. that we solve, right? So if someone says, for example, I love being a cashier, mm -hmm. the only way you're going to make $100,000 as a cashier is you have to own a store mm -hmm. because no one's going oh, to develop a product that helps the company or something, and then you patent it and sell it. I mean, but they're not going to pay you hourly, hourly right, for being right, a cashier. Right. 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 So you have to begin to think about how you can solve problems at higher levels. Mm -hmm. And here's what happens for people. If you work at a job and that job has trainings for free and certifications for free, get them. Yeah, take advantage of them. Take advantage yeah. of those certifications. Take advantage of those take advantage of those things because now when you go to the next job they're going to say oh i didn't know you were a certified mm -hmm. scrum master mm -hmm. oh i didn't know mm -hmm. that you had project management mm -hmm. certification and you can use that as a tool of negotiation Absolutely. to make more money so if you happen to have a job that allows you to be trained. When your supervisor comes to you and says, do you want to be trained in this area? Do not say no. Right. I have a friend in the last yep. economic yep. recession. It, I want to tell you all the pandemic really just got started. Right? Not the pandemic. Was it? it was it was the 2008, seven. Okay, Is that no, how okay. long oh, ago wow. it's been? Okay. Okay. I have a friend and she worked in a company and there was a job in that company yep. that only one person could do. Yep. That person liked her and he said, I want to teach her how to do this. She was like, no. They had asked other people and nobody else wanted to no. learn how to do it. And she it. said, no. And he said, trust me, you need to learn yep. how to do this. She ends up doing the job. He ends up leaving yep. to take a better job. Yep. And then the recession hits. Yep. Everybody in her department, her former department right? got fired. Everybody. Everybody. Laid off. The <laughs> only reason they did not let her go is she was the only person yep. in the company who could work that machine. Yeah. Yep. You need to understand God is giving you opportunities that will preserve you in famine. That's why the Bible says that you sow and, and you work because you don't know what evil lies upon this earth. You don't know what's coming, but if you do them both, you'll be protected. Amen. I love it. Amen. All right. It's your opportunity to sell. Jesus. Man, listen. It's okay, babe. Just take a deep <laughs> breath. Here's the reality. You probably should go off more. So, you know, I don't feel no kind of way when I get through. I'd be like, I just told you what you needed to hear. We need a red light up here that goes on air. On air. <laughs> Reminds me I'm on air. How many of you needed to hear that? Because y'all need no, to help I your pastor. Yeah. There it is. Oh, all right. So there we go. The internet that said it's time. <laughs> Listen, people said everybody's raising their hand. They're saying oh, that did. they needed oh, to hear this. And I'm glad that you were able to minister it the way that you did, right? Shantae says she needed to hear it, right? Sow your seed today. Name your seed, activate all grace, something, mm. something that says you're moving forward. You are moving forward, moving forward. And as you're getting ready to sow your seed, let me tell you this. Let me tell you one of the things that I think is so important. I think it's so important to learn 
to be grateful even as you move forward. Oh, absolutely. And I think a lot of people, it, a lot of people, you stop being grateful. And when you stop being grateful, you miss opportunities. I think that's how Pastor Rap in every Wednesday night broadcast, ain't it? It's like be grateful and something else. But I don't know. I know the be grateful's in there. <laughs> I know the be grateful's in there. You need to be grateful. So if you have a job making 40 and you want a job making 50, 60, 70, 80, don't be ungrateful at, at that job right. with excellence and move to the next thing mm -hmm. because it is possible to be grateful while still pushing for the promise absolutely we still pushing we're we grateful for pushing. everything that we can sow but we're still looking to sow bigger we're looking for for opportunities to grow the ministry bigger we're grateful for where we are now but we're looking for opportunities so we're touch, we're more people's lives. touch more people's lives and be, be a bigger impact so yeah so if you want to give do you see that that's screaming on your screen at the bottom there you can give through give lafay push pay tidily text to give uh, PayPal. Some of you had asked what my cash app is. You know, if you want to sow to me, that's fine. You can sow into the scholarship fund if you want to. You don't have to necessarily send it to me. You can send it to the scholarship fund. But if you want that grace on your life, I've learned. I've learned not to stop people from doing that. You can you can absolutely do that. Uh, but listen, just obey God, man. Just obey God. And we that's want to say this. We, to do. We, we didn't talk about this, but give me this liberty that if you are a partner of this ministry or a friend of this ministry and you don't have resources for Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, yes. Please send us a message yeah. because we can help you yeah. take care of your Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Right? You should be able to eat. If you if, if if you just like, I don't want a fancy Thanksgiving dinner, but we're out of food or we're almost out of food, send us a message and we, we the ministry will be a blessing to yeah. you. Be happy to. We'll be happy to. Be happy. All right. Well, babe, you did your good preaching fussing today. Ah, we got to go. <laughs> well, listen, y'all have an amazing week. If you haven't accepted Jesus, you need to accept Jesus because it's the best decision that you will ever make. It's the greatest supernatural debt cancellation you will ever have. That God canceled the debt that you could never pay through mm -hmm. the Lord Jesus Christ. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Do what God is telling you to do and see your life improve. And what we are declaring over you, mm -hmm. we are declaring that we, we've already stepped into 2022. We are eating from the open hand of the Lord. Amen. 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 God Amen. bless y'all. God bless y'all. Y'all have a great day.